Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hi everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, where we dive deeper into Sunday Sermon, and uh, today I am sitting with Pastor Brian. What's up, everybody? Who just wrapped up our series on the book of Ephesians. So today, um, we heard so many powerful things from this uh, last section of chapter 6, especially focusing on the armor of God and our battle against um, the spiritual uh, dark forces that are at work in our lives, and it was very enriching, uh, inspiring for us to hear that. So before we dive into some of the different truths that were really uh, exposed today, uh, Pastor Brian, why don't you uh, help us um, remember what the book of Ephesians is all about? Because you got uh, the privilege to wrap up the whole series. So tell us about uh, the book of Ephesians. Yeah, man, wasn't that such a rich series? And I don't know about you guys listening, but I love the fact that it was, uh, you know, 13 weeks long for, for, for six chapters. Uh, it's so rich. Um, you know, the, the, the whole of the book, I think if I could even just summarize it as far as like what we get out of it, uh, is just the idea that it's nothing that we do, but it's, it's everything that Christ did. Um, you know, because it starts off with Paul talking about the wealth of the believer, everything that we have in him. And man, are we rich with all the blessings that he has. Um, and then it goes on to talk about the walk of the believer. And that's kind of like the application to what we've just heard is how do we put that in practice? And, um, and, and the walk of the believer, man, there's so much to see in chapters four and five and even the beginning of chapter six. Uh, so many practical things and in, in how to uh, walk in a manner worthy of the calling. And so then, you know, Paul is now wrapping up that letter after having talking about the wealth of the believer and the walk of the believer. Here he is talking about the warfare uh, and, and reminding us just of, of the environment that we're in. Um, and so how we need to uh, how we need to face uh, life as Christians. Yes, I love this letter because often we think of Paul as being a great theologian. But he was actually very practical, you know, and someone said, you know, don't be so spiritually minded that you know earthly good. Well, Paul was probably (laughs) was very aware of that statement because he really encouraged the Ephesians to um, to uh, enact what they've experienced in Christ. Yeah. And and to remind us even of the context, uh, you know, this is the a church that was uh, composed of Jews and non-Jews. And one thing that really stood out to me in the whole of Ephesians was looking at the fact that um, in Christ, there's a new humanity. Mm. And so Paul is basically telling everybody in that church, you know, you are brothers and sisters together, no matter what your upbringing, no matter what your past. And in Christ, that's all reconciled. Uh, and, and we're supposed to, you know, walk in, in unity and mm. purity and uh, and be good examples for the society around us, which is why, you know, last week we talked about how to be at home and how to be in the workplace. And so, like you said, so practical mm. um, and, and things that we can still really uh, put in practice today. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, you focused on that uh, last section from verse to 10 to 18. And uh, the title of your message was a call to stand and and we think of you know putting on the whole armor of god to stand strong against mm-hmm. all the schemes from the devil um now you used an uh, an example that i thought was really um 
helpful for us to keep in mind where you compared life as a battleground mm -hmm. and not a playground. Now, mm -hmm. I wonder if you could talk about how in our modern Christianity, so many Christians see life as a playground mm -hmm. where Christ just steps into that playground and it helps you just have an easy life. Right. Could, you, could you talk more into that? It's just as, as, I've, as I've grown and as I've seen, you know, the Christian life around me, um, it's come to my attention, I believe, that uh, sometimes the gospel that is received is only partly received. Mm -hmm. And um, I really wanted to reiterate, as we see, especially in Ephesians chapter 2, that the full gospel, yes, there's part of it that the, the result of coming to Jesus is that he takes care of you and you can definitely have him as your shepherd. But, but that is only half of it. And there's so much more to the full gospel that, that includes, you know, bad news and good news. And the bad news is, is that without Christ, we are lost. And mm -hmm. then we need to, we need to know the, the, the sickness so that we actually embrace even more mm -hmm. the, the, the remedy, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, then you can go on the extreme of like, oh, so I'm scared now. I don't mm. want to go to hell. Mm. I think the greatest takeaway for someone that understands that it's a, it's a battleground, not a playground, is to embrace uh, the fact that it is his kindness that leads us to mm. repentance. And when we understand uh, what his love did for us, um, you know, I think just pointing to even Isaiah, when Isaiah in chapter six was mm. touched by uh by an angel and his lips mm. were purified and god you know basically did an, an amazing transformation in his life which is very similar to what we could receive in, at salvation mm. when god said who should i send he says send me mm. and i think that that's where the battleground thing comes in where mm. um i know what i was saved from mm. now i'm free i want others to be free and so I remember that I am in a battleground and this is not just like life is easy now. On the contrary, Jesus said he came to give life in abundance, you know. <laughs> and mm. so that includes the good and the bad. As, as we sang Sunday, the highlands and the heartache. Yeah. You know, everything's included. And when you understand that you're in a battleground, then you're able to, um, I don't know, you're on, high, you're in, on heightened alert, right? When, yes. you're in a, when you're in a battleground, you're in, on heightened alert like, uh, okay, um, and this is not the end, right? Mm. Like peace is coming. And yes. The Prince of Peace is coming. And so um, I think it keeps, it keeps our feet on the ground uh, all, all the while keeping our head, you know, in the clouds, yeah. looking to Jesus and waiting for his return. Yeah, it's almost like you are, during your sermon, you unveiled a new reality that, you know, believers are stepping into as they, you know, enter the kingdom of mm. God. And and often we want to escape that reality that, you know what, you, whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. you are stepping into this reality that has dark cosmic forces yeah. against you. Yeah. And the good news, of course, is that we are triumphant with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I often think of you know, the Chronicles of Narnia and all mm -hmm. the, the characters in the movie, you know, well, in the book, I should say, <laughs> uh, you know, stepping into that new world, Na yeah. Narnia's world, and discovering, oh, man, there is so much at work here that right. we were ignorant about. And I think that uh, Christians are really tempted to kind of put aside, push aside mm -hmm. the idea of a devil, the need to be equipped. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you went on to really talk about uh, a statistic that for me was very shocking. Mm -hmm. uh, one third of the Christians who were asked, is a devil just a symbol or is it just, is, is he real? Being, you know, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you said one third denied that, you know, yeah. the devil was real. C can you 
elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, right away when I saw that, that statistic, I, I thought of that quote by Charles Baudelaire that says the greatest trick of the devil is to convince people that he doesn't exist. Mm. And I really do think that is, that is the trick. And, you know, I think the reason that that is, is because we live uh, in the society that we're in that is so materialistic. Mm. It's not spiritual. And so the spiritual has kind of been hidden or even, you know, tampered with or pampered to mm-hmm. where, you know, oh, it's just fantasy. Oh, you know, and so, you know, the things that, that, that we can let in, whether it's in, you know, movies or things like that, like if, if man's imagining it, it's, it's more mm-hmm. likely because that actually does exist. But we live in a society that just doesn't see that, mm-hmm. you know, if we were to like ask God to open our eyes to the spiritual reality, we'd be shocked to actually what happens but you know we're in this western society where life goes on and we have to go 24 hours a day mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. as fast as we can getting the job done you know eight to eight to three eight to four eight to five <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it's like um we don't understand that that there is a battle but i want to point out the problem is a lot of times with this materialistic mindset then when we're fighting the enemy mm-hmm. and i put quotes we think that the enemy is the person in front of us because yeah. that person is materialist is material, mm-hmm. right? But as Christians, understanding that we're in a spiritual battleground, then we know, okay, wait, our fight, just like Paul said, is not against flesh and blood. There is other powers at mm-hmm. work that we um, need to know. That doesn't mean that we excuse what man does, right? Like man is still responsible for his actions. Mm-hmm. We're not saying, oh, the devil made me do it. That's not what we're saying. Um, but there is definitely an influence in like a kind of said whether it's in the person in front of us or maybe even us because mm-hmm. of maybe some doors that we've opened uh, and we just need to be humble enough to see that and, and be ready to repent uh, to to recognize wait a minute no our enemy is 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 invisible mm-hmm. and uh, keep that in mind when you're dealing with hard people or mm-hmm. you know th- hard situations and when you do that it really helps you be effective because now you're fighting the right enemy all right is there any experience that you had in your life where you were confronted with dark forces and you had to kind of take a stand, like, like the title of your message, you know, a call to stand, where you had to really, you know, place yourself before God and, you know, take a stand, really. And uh, what helped you in that moment and what comes to mind? I can think of, of two instances. Um, and one, one was uh, a long time ago when I was still in France and I was pastoring a, a church. And uh, it was just a difficult circumstance where I became aware that there were some members in the church uh, that as I'm preaching, I, you could see their lips move. And I found out from other people that they were actually praying against me, that they would actually meet with uh, other people in the church and in their prayer time were praying against me. Wow. It was it was quite the experience. And wow. when I first heard that, you know, a lot of times the devil will use things like that to discourage you. Mm-hmm. And the way I, I was able to go above that, I still remember to this day in my office up in the attic where I was um, as I'm preparing my message for that Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I still remember to this day just completely laying on the floor for like two to three hours and just praying and asking God uh, to help me see who the enemy truly is. It's mm. not those people, these elderly people that just didn't understand what, mm. what, what I was also trying to do and uh, everything. But 
um, and just really pray against the the real enemy. Hmm. And then being able to stand up on that Tuesday night, seeing those people in front of me, watching their lips move, and as best as I can, boldly proclaim the gospel and lead people in worship and just remind myself that there are people in that room that were wanting to hear. Mm-hmm. So that that was one instance where I really felt like a battlefield and even leaving that 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 night and during that season and going home and actually praying over my home uh, and asking the blood of Jesus to cover, you mm-hmm. know, because not that these people were doing, were going to do anything evil, but that it opened a door yeah. for the enemy to then installed doubt and mm. lies and things like that in, in our young ministry. Um, and so I, I remember just being really aware of, of, of the, the spiritual battleground. Mm. Another instance uh, was um, actually once uh, with just, you know, again, sometimes difficult people remembering, okay, I'm not fighting against flesh and blood. And then just taking authority in the spirit through prayer, um, you know, uh, stepping on the, the, the area uh, that that I felt was occupied spiritually by some bad mm-hmm. things and to just start proclaiming the name of Jesus and proclaiming hope and truth and love and and, and just spending time um, even praying in this in the spirit um, and seeing how after taking that time uh, the situation changed mm-hmm. uh, it reminded me again man we don't fight against flesh and blood it's truly in the spirit that the that the war happens. That's awesome. And what I love about these two examples is that it points to the fact that it doesn't always have to be that uh, super energized, um, you know, super spiritual experience. It can be as simple as submitting yourself to God. Yeah. And James does uh, speak to that when he says, um, submit to God, resist the devil, and mm-hmm. he will flee. Will flee so yeah. it's not just about resisting and trying and relying on your own strength. Like in your attic, in that office, you just completely surrender to the Lord. And it's a good encouragement for the people listening that, you know, if you've never practiced um, before uh, spiritual warfare, which mm-hmm. is a, a very loaded term, the sim- most simple thing you can do is just submit that's yourself, right. surrender to Jesus. Absolutely. So that's really awesome. Now, of course, you moved on to uh, go over the armor of God, which of course... Yeah, I took out my felt boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you avoided completely, uh, which was uh, good to avoid the VBS atmosphere. But uh, of course... Not like, that is bad. No, that is bad. There's a time for everything. But that's right. So of course, Paul has this Roman soldier in mind. You know, he, Paul is not, he hasn't seen that in the movies. He, he has a Roman soldier in mind. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder if you could just maybe pick uh, two of those... Um, different armors, uh, elements of the war- mm-hmm. armor, I should say, mm-hmm. that really stood out to you and uh, you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, so the order that Paul gives is the, the, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet fitted for the readiness of the gospel of peace, um, the uh, helmet, no, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. And I think the two that really stood out to me as I was studying each one, um, and not looking so much at the armor, but actually the word itself, the ones that stuck out to me were the first one was the feet fitted for the readiness of the gospel of peace. In fact, someone even said, wait, that's in there. Like they had to kind of <laughs> double check and see because you don't think about it. Yeah. And it's even more surprising because even though the sword of the spirit is our offensive weapon, I believe in some way those, those shoes are all, or those sandals, or whatever you want to call them. Those are also a form of attack. And let me explain. It's the, it's the, it's the sandals that had hobnails that would, actually help the soldier stand his ground. Mm-hmm. So he's not necessarily attacking, but he's standing his ground to where he cannot be moved 
uh, and those shoes are helping him. And the shocking reveal is that it's, it's the shoes fitted for the readiness of the gospel of peace. It's a long title, but you have mm. to say everything. Because sometimes you can just skip and be like, oh, this is about having peace and living. Mm. In, and I've seen people actually even explain that. I'm like, no, look at it. It's, it's being ready to share the gospel of peace. And what a shocking reveal that actually being part of being a victorious Christian is actually not being silent, mm. but speaking, uh, whether through your words or your actions, but mm. also your words, mm -hmm. know what you're saying, be firm in your faith. That's what we believe, mm. firm in the faith. Like speak about the hope, speak about uh, you know the, the peace that, that we have in, in Christ. And when you witness what was great about that, and it makes sense, is that um, it helps us not be focused on ourselves. We're focused mm -hmm. on others. We're remembering that in this battleground, it's, we're not alone, first of all. We have others, and that points to another armor. But we also have people that are in that battleground that are losing. Mm -hmm. We are not victims. We are not spectators. But there are victims and spectators yeah. in that battleground. And so just that really helped me. It was like, man, like if we actually... Don't just take the command to, you know, some people, I hear that all the time. Well, I'm not an evangelist. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not. No, yes, actually, even Paul says, I will do the work of the evangelist. Mm -hmm. Like, we are all called to speak mm -hmm. truth in love about our faith in Christ, even if it's just sharing our story, uh, sharing the love of Christ. But we are called to do that. And so, man, what a, what a, what a great mm. uh, weapon that we didn't expect that, wow, as I witness, this is actually helping me to stand. Mm. It's not just about obeying God's command, but it's helping me to stand. So that was really a good one that spoke to me. Um, I think the other one that spoke to me was the, 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 the shield of faith. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of times, you know, you can think, oh, is this the, 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 my faith in Jesus? And mm -hmm. I actually believe that when it comes to the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith, righteousness and faith could really apply to the helmet of salvation. Mm -hmm. but the helmet of salvation is truly that that main centerpiece of it's my trust in Christ mm -hmm. and, and it's salvation, right? Um, and so the, the righteousness and the faith is actually more our actions as soldiers of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. So the shield of faith, you know, as I was studying, it was kind of interesting and I pointed this out, how, you know, the, the, the flames, the flaming darts mm -hmm. of the evil one, are not always just bad things. Yeah. It's whatever, like you have to distinguish, does this come from God or from the enemy? That's mm -hmm. your job. Yeah. yeah. Lord, give me discernment. This thing that's coming to me right now, um, whether it's sickness or a good thing, yeah. whether it's like I got a raise mm -hmm. or whatever, is this, if it's from the devil, careful, there's gonna be a lie coming behind yeah. it that's gonna make you rely on the devil rather than Christ. Right. And that's the danger. The, the enemy gains power when we trust in something or someone other than Christ. Yeah, yeah. And so that kind of spoke to me about how, you know, we need to discern what is a gift from God, because it's out there, but what is also a flaming dart that will be accompanied by lies, and it's the lies that will actually destroy us if we're not careful. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think it's really good because, uh, you know, again, it's, it's not always the bad things, the obvious things, but it's the things that are good in even in and of itself, but are turned into ultimate yeah. things, like yeah. idols. So Anything that for, that will cause us to not depend on Christ, I think that's really key. It goes to what yeah. you're saying about yeah, you know, being humble yeah. in, in the spiritual warfare. Uh, it's also being dependent on Christ. Remember, this battleground, it's already conquered. Mm. Like we are, we are fighting from a, from a position of victory. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know if you're going to mention this, but it, it leads to like understanding that this full armor 
is is what we're really putting on is Christ. So mm-hmm. even though there are some things that we are taking upon ourselves, living righteously and you know bearing you know a shield of faith, it's all because of armor that God gave us and that actually belongs to mm-hmm. Him. We are mm-hmm. putting on Christ. Yeah. He is our righteousness. He is our salvation. That's and good. That's, yeah. That's, I think, also even probably the, the, the biggest reveal about, about that armor that really was already talked about in Ephesians 4. Yeah, yeah. Putting on the new, yeah, the new not, humanity. It's not our own armor. That's true. That's a good point. Um, now, just to, to close with, uh, with today, um, and you mentioned that in your sermon, like if there's one encouragement, like one, maybe in one sentence, that people can be like, okay, I really want to put to practice all that I've heard here. Uh, I need to take a stand. I need to be firm in my faith. Uh, and Paul mentions it, of course, in the last mm-hmm. few verses of that section. Mm-hmm. What would it be? It's understanding our secret weapon, which and is that we pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you know, and you can even do this even practically. Uh, you know, uh, we provided um, an actual model of prayer for for mm-hmm. the armor of Christ. It's not a magical formula, but it's just pray. If 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 the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to give this piece of equipment as the whole armor mm-hmm. of God to fight in the spiritual battleground that we're in, uh, it, it would not be a bad idea to actually read through that mm. prayer, even for a while. Uh, in fact, um, our, what we did even just this morning with our kids is mm-hmm. we actually read through that prayer and, and Helen even said, you know, why don't we do this every, every day, mm. morning and evening for a month and the kids will know it by then. And mm. it's like almost, almost letting That's it become awesome. You know, then you use your own words, but at least know what that armor is and, and claim it and pray in your own words. And, yeah. and what will happen is even then in, in the situations that yeah. come, you can recognize, all right, yeah. Lord, I, need, I, need, I need faith right now. You, know, you don't have to say the shield thing. Just, mm-hmm. I need faith right now uh, to trust in your promises, not listen to the lies. Yeah. You know, I, I, need, I, need, I need salvation to just come over my mind right yeah. now. But I want to be reminded of whose I am in Christ uh, because of these thoughts that are attacking my mind. And yeah. so I, you know, I put on that helmet. So um, without being gimmicky, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's kind of interesting that Paul ends that letter yeah. with this armor. And I think it's a, it's a, yeah. it's something, and, and how interesting that it ends with prayer. Now, it's not just praying that, that armor. Yeah. It's having a life of prayer. It's praying right. in the Spirit. Yep. It's praying for others. Uh, it's praying and asking and, and being vulnerable enough to ask prayer for ourselves Paul actually says would you pray for me Um, and I actually experienced that recently like like, you know if if you're in a vulnerable spot you know don't ever hesitate to Mm. ask for prayer that's why we have um, you know on the on on Clearstream the texting you know how can we pray for Mm -hmm. you let us know Mm -hmm. Um, I think the battle is already beginning to be won when you are vulnerable enough Mm. to admit that you need Christ and we need one another Absolutely. And, and if you're wondering how you can feed your prayer life, uh, Ephesians is full of prayers. Yeah. There's like few uh, prayers that Paul is praying. Mm-hmm. So you can just take them and pray, pray them yourself, yeah. you know, and yeah. make them your own. So, well, Pastor Brian, thank you so much. That was so good to uh, wrap up this uh, series on Ephesians. I hope that uh, all you listeners were encouraged by uh, today's podcast, but also just a whole series. And if you haven't had a chance to follow the 13 weeks you can go back to our website and listen to each sermon and uh, we're really excited about what god is doing at generation and for today that's a wrap thanks for hanging out with us at generation you can connect with us on facebook or instagram at generation pensacola 
or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.